Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Rosemary Coates. I'm your host for Rethink Reshoring, and I'm very happy to welcome my guest this week, Jerry Briones, who is the Executive Director and CEO at Greater Brownsville Incentives Corporation. So welcome, Jerry. Well, thank you, Rosemary. It's a pleasure to be here. And just to clarify a little bit, I'm the interim. We uh, Interim. All right. All right. Yes. Well, yeah, you got all the responsibilities. So, you want to make that little distinction in case my boss hears it. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Very good. So, um, Jerry, we're very interested in, in reshoring, of course, and looking at the potential possibilities for bringing manufacturing either back to the U.S. or nearshoring uh, to uh, to uh, bring things into the U.S. And, pr- and most often, that's uh, nearshoring is Mexico, of course. Um, and so Brownsville is very important, um, a, an area at a border crossing that's been uh, very important for a long time and getting more important every single day. Uh, and so um, we would like to chat a little bit today about Brownsville and the sister city, Matamoros in Mexico, and what's happening in the area. So can you give us a general overview of Brownsville, the Brownsville area and the important border cr- crossing? Sure, I would. I would love to. So, Brazil, uh, I guess our slogan, and, and for some obvious reasons, I'll go into this. Uh, on the border by the sea and and beyond. Uh, of course, beyond is uh, our, a little company we have here called SpaceX. Um, but we are a border community with Matamoros Tamaulipas. Um, we have a very close relationship with Tamaulipas and and Matamoros. Our counterparts over there are Coden and Index, the, the association of maquiladoras. Um, we, we like to say that we have five different modes of transportation, which is obviously interstate. Uh, we have a port, the Port of Brownsville, which, which is, is one of the busiest, uh, in, in Texas. Uh, they do over 52 million tons of, of cargo a year. That was last year. They, they're looking to surpass that this year. Um, so we, we do have, uh, quite a bit of, of border crossings. In fact, we have three bridges, and uh, for 2023 so far, we've done over 4.2, 4.3 million crossings from the U.S. to Mexico, with 7.1 million crossings from uh, Mexico into the United States, which makes us the sixth busiest port or bridge crossings in the U.S. So, so that's pretty exciting. Our Free Trade Zone is the second uh, busiest in Texas. Um, we do a lot of ninety percent of our of our cargo goes into Mexico, Monterey, whether by ship, whether by rail, 
we have BRG uh, rail that is this here in at the port. Uh, they connect to UP. Um, they do so far this year. They've done over forty-two thousand uh, full and empty crossings. Um, I think one of the, the biggest things that they're working on is is obviously um, they only get to use that crossing twelve hours a day. So the port and BRG are in negotiations right now with UP to try to move that to about 24 hours um, to be able to get some additional crossings in um, because a lot of time is, is spent um, on cargo alone, uh, just, you know, filling up those, those vehicles. So our sister city, um, Matamoros, has over 500,000 in total population with a work, work, workforce of over 200,000. Uh, in Brazil, our population is about 186,000. We have uh, a uh, unemployment rate of 6.1, but we're we're making big strides in, into uh, getting that further down. Uh, we've got a lot of initiatives on workforce development, on on different uh, programs that we we're doing with employers. So um, our medium age is 29 and a half. So we're a young community. You can go anywhere in town in in less than 30 minutes. And our average salary is about thirteen ninety nine per hour. So um, it's a great place to do business, and um, hopefully we can, uh, you know, tap into this reshoring. Yeah, those are all great indicators. So a, a low, um, a low cost environment, uh, the wage rate for reasonable, and you've got a lot of um, uh, a lot of emphasis being placed on development in that area. Is there a new money coming in to enhance the bridge crossings or the roads in that area? Do you know if the, there's uh, money in the infrastructure bill for that? Uh, yeah. In fact, one of the bridges recently, and that was November of last year, received, uh, I think, $130 million, And that was the Brazil Matamoros Bridge, probably the oldest bridge. In, well, it is the oldest bridge. I think it was in, built in 1910. Um, and... Um, so there was there's some money that was allocated there. There's going to be some there's actually work going on already. Uh, and then the Veterans Bridge, which on the Mexican side is called Los Tomates, um, also had an infusion of, of of millions of dollars as well to uh, widen some lanes and uh, add some additional lanes. In fact, they went from four lanes to eight lanes. So um, and that one has security the 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 fast the fast track security, so you can come in. Um, Trucks coming in don't have a long way, um, but it it is some some things that um, that we're doing also. And then uh, we recently got um, a heavyweight corridor that leads from a industrial park we're developing, seven hundred nineteen acres, that uh, is seven miles from the port of Brazil. So it comes right through there. It's a heavyweight corridor, connects with the interstate and goes north or goes south depending which way it's going. Um, so that that we've got some money uh, to, to, to do that as well. And then we've got some money that uh, actually extended the heavyweight corridor to go straight into the Veterans Bridge uh, as well. So, so yeah, so we've, we've uh, reaped some benefits, thank God. So, uh, and I have a lot more questions for you about, about the whole development and the whole area. But before we move on, you mentioned SpaceX. Uh, so are they, uh, have they established in the Brownsville area? Can you talk a little bit about SpaceX? Uh, of course, they actually they are very well established. Um, you know, they've been here for for multiple years now. Um, there's some pictures, and I'm sorry, I don't I, I don't have them 
uh, or I can share, but I can send them to you later where they first started and there was nothing but green fields and there was a couple of tents that they had set up. And now, um, totally different, looks like a small community. They're actually finishing off a 300,000 square foot facility that they're going to be moving into, which of course is Starbase. Um, and that's going very well. They've, uh, they had three tents, big tents where they were working out of, and they've already taken down two of those tents. So they've got one more to go and then they'll move into that, uh, brand new building here in the next couple of months. Um, they, 98% of the rocket that is launched from Boca Chica Beach down the, about 20 minutes from my office is built in browser. The 2% is the, 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 the rocket is built out of Hawthorne and it's all built locally. I mean, local employment, uh, obviously they've had to bring in their, their management and their trainers and, and everything else, but, um. There are over 2,000 employees over there right now. Uh, so it's, it's, they're not going anywhere. They, they're great. They, they pumped into our downtown, uh, redistrict, red, renovation center, uh, $2 million. So our downtown is, is, is getting some facelifts. We've got some brand new restaurants. We've got some new, um, you know, entertainment centers. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really looking very, very nice downtown in, in a, and they also created some some funding for our local CTE programs at the high school level. Um, so, yes, they've, they've been a great partner. They, I mean, they they're as far as I can tell, they're not going anywhere, and, and we're not going to let them go anywhere. Ah, that's great. That's great. How exciting to have uh, that kind of technology close by. So Brownsville, uh, yeah. So Brownsville has a port, a ocean port capability truck capability how about rail we do have rail um yep we we have rail that it is um in, and i was trying to it it, it, it comes in on a kind of on a greenfield spot uh just south of rancho viejo in north of of Brazil, still within our city limits but there's not an actual location i can tell you it's right here but it crosses from mexico crosses into the u.s and then goes straight to the Brazil. um and Rio Grande uh, rail railway, which then goes out to the port and then connects to the port, and uh, a lot of times goes out of there. So our new industrial park uh, is actually right in the path of that uh, rail. So one of the things we we have already in our conceptual design is rail spurs that will be tied into the light and heavy manufacturing areas of our industrial park. So and that rail goes. Back out to Mexico, uh, it goes north. Um, actually, in different uh, ways, it goes north. So, yes, we have rail. Um, we we have a company in Matamoros which produces the wind blades, that, as well as the the turbine uh, units and underneath and everything. And those are sent by rail, by sixteen wheeler, and also uh, via ocean aircraft or or, sorry ocean vessel excuse me sorry about that um and um so yeah so we send them all over the world they they go uh, our port is global so they they go uh, all over but yes we do have a very a very good rail system wow wow it's pretty spectacular all the capabilities of brownsville 
What, what new projects are on the horizon for commercial development in the area? Well, aside from our, our what we call the World Trade Center, San Luis Potosí, because they're, they're developers uh, that, that, we, uh, that we're working with, that 719 acres um, were, were pre-development already. We're, we're kind of getting things kicking off. Um, that's going to have commercial, that's going to have, um, some, uh, retail. It's going to, we're looking at possibly putting a hotel in there. It looks great. The conceptual, the conceptual design is really nice. I'll send that to you. Um, but what has really started things rocking over the last couple of days, you know, in, in the last couple of days I've received, I don't know how many phone calls from realtors is that. Uh, next decade, LNG, which is owned by Rio Grande LNG, announced on Thursday that they received their first base uh, funding of $11.4 billion to build up four trains of uh, liquefaction um, for natural gas. That's a huge, huge project. I think it's been in the works something like 20 years. And, um, you know, Next decade is stuck with their guns, and they've gone through all kinds of of, of uh, legal uh, ramifications. They've gone through all kinds of environmentals, and and they've they've done a great job, and and, and now they're coming to Brazil. So we're we're already seeing those calls. Where hey, how much land do you have? Where can we we want to buy some property at your industrial park? We want to we want to get down here. Uh, the the we're already looking at how we work with their workforce to produce. 5,000 employees over a five to seven year period with uh, three to 400 employees, permanent employees after that, after those first three trains are, are completed. Um, so it's, it's getting very excited. We had uh, Select USA uh, back in, uh, in, in August of last year, March of last year. And we had uh, seven different European companies come down uh, from Romania uh, as well as from Japan, from China, uh, the UK, uh, I'm still working with one of them. Um, and, and so that's, that's been great. Um, we've also have had some other interest from companies that are just not so much, um, from reshoring, but just they understand that Brazil is a good place to do business. So they're looking at relocating, uh, a couple other companies from, from Mexico in, into, into the U S and we're looking at companies that are already based uh, in the U.S. that are looking at Brazil as well. One of the great things we have is that we don't have a shortage of water. Many years ago, the city of Brazil or the Brazil Public Utilities Board uh, had, had this great idea to do a, um, a desal plant, desalination plant. So we pull brackish water out of the ground, they desal it, and they that's about 30% of our water. So we've We've done. We've been very forward-thinking. They're they're working on 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 new projects to to make sure that we continue having a good water supply. So we're we're on the ball. Ah, that's terrific. That's terrific. So you had mentioned some things about uh, the development. I mean, it sounds like the whole border is really hopping around in Brownsville. That's great. Um, so how is UM's, USMCA uh, the trade agreement that replaced NAFTA? How has that changed the border crossings and the commerce with Mexico? Are you seeing 
development on both sides of the border because of the USMCA trade agreement? You know, um, so I, we, we have very good relations with our counterparts in, in Matamoros, Tamaulipas. So we discussed this and, I, you know, we discussed this with our, our Port of Brazil um, friends over there. And what we've seen is actually, we've seen a great amount of interest. We've seen momentum. We've seen where the questions are coming. However, we really haven't seen that explosion or, or, or companies saying we're here because of the USMCA. Um, I, I think they understand that Brazil has always been a, a good spot to do business. We've, we've got, um, you know, 12 industrial parks in, in actually over 12 industrial parks in Matamoros. We've got industrial parks here. We're heavily invested in, in, in su supply chain, uh, logistics. Um, so we really haven't seen that, that, um, that tying to, to USMCA. We, we know that there's interest, but in, in, in all honesty, we just haven't seen it take off or, or, and then the other thing is we don't have a, the, the data yet that we can say, you know, yes, it's, it's happening because of this. I, I think it's just an overall, an overall, you know, just doing business in the U S um, I think one of the things that has helped us is obviously the infrastructure jobs uh, act. Um, and then the other is the clean jobs and innovation act where we, we get a lot of companies looking uh, to do clean energy, um, hydrogen, ammonia, those kinds of projects, uh, solar power. Um, so I think it's, it's just, um, you know, we probably need a little bit more into the weeds to get some data, but we haven't seen it yet, to be honest with you. We, well, at the Reassuring Institute, we're seeing a lot of companies that are interested in leaving China and uh, setting up operations in other parts of the world and very heavily emphasizing Mexico. So an awful lot of companies want to start sourcing in Mexico and bringing their goods across the border. Uh, if they're produced, um, they're the, the uh, product and the labor of Mexico and bringing them into the U.S., to be free, right, under USMCA. So that, that gives a real advantage. Have you seen any development of uh, companies locating into the Mexi into Mexico, into Matamoros, for example, um, that are strictly there because they're trying to bring goods into the U.S. under USMCA? I, I think not so much under USMCA, or at least, uh, you know, talking to my counterparts over there, they, they haven't really gathered that data They've had some investment already, and, and I think this company was just more than anything just interested in, in setting up in, in, in Matamoros. This was maybe about a month ago. Um, obviously, I can't I can't say the, the name of the company or anything, but I do know that that they they are working um, with our counterparts in in, in Matamoros. Um, I wish I could say you know it's it's because of USMCA that that they're coming, but I, I would be. I would be lying to you if I told you that uh, the data supports it uh, because we, yeah. we don't have it, unfortunately. Yeah, well, we are seeing this uh, phenomenon happening at other border crossings like Otay Mesa and San Diego. For example, there's a lot of Chinese companies that have set up along the border to manufacture in Mexico and then bring things into the U.S. So maybe just a matter of time till you see it everywhere. But I think there's yeah, it's so good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's so much 
in bringing, uh, in bringing manufacturing into Mexico because of so many advantages um, in terms of labor and proximity to the market and, and so forth. So I think, you know, the cross-border commerce is um, destined to grow enormously over the next, uh, the next decade or so. And I, um, I totally agree with you. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. I, I, I just wanted to say, yes, you're right. Totally agree with you. And, and just tell them there's a Matamoros and Brazo down here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so I want to ask a, a question about the truckers crossing the border and bringing goods into the U.S. And um, because the Freightways TV has a lot of followers and, and people that are interested in the trucking industry in America. And this has been an issue for quite some time and, you know, restricting uh, Mexican truck drivers and how far they can come into the country. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that, how that works? Um, so then, you know, I, I just had this conversation not, not too long ago um, with some, some of the se several companies and the biggest, you know, obviously wait times are, are, are something that, that every bridge has. Um, customs, you know, CBP, they're great. They, they, they work very closely with our bridges and with, uh, our, which with, uh, the port of Brownsville. Um, and I think the biggest, the biggest hurdle right now is, is not something that we can handle through locally. Unfortunately, um, it, it is more on the, on the political side. It is more on on the, um, you know, things that are a little out of our control. And I think you hit it on the nail there when you said, um, you know, not being able to, to drive all the way into the U S, um, you know, a lot of trucks, um, not a lot, uh, but there's trucks that don't pass inspection at the bridge. Um, so we're those, those tend to hold things up need as well. If they don't pass inspection on the bridge, then they're not allowed to come into the U.S. Is that right? That, that's that's correct. Yes. So we're working very closely with the authorities on that. Okay. And if they do come into the U.S., they're restricted to a certain number of miles, like twenty miles or something, into the U.S. Yeah, is that right? That, that's that's correct. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. But we are okay. we are trying to to work with the Fed, uh, the Federal uh, Transportation Department, the State Department. Uh, the local tech stop. So we're, we're trying to see what we can do to help. Okay. So in, if you're looking, thinking about the operations, so um, a truck driver might haul a load from Mexico, maybe a manufacturing site near Matamoros, uh, and then uh, bring it into the U.S. and they're allowed to drive a few miles. And what do they do? They drop off the load or they cross stock it or what, what happens? Yeah, they, they do. Um, and, and um, a, a lot of times, Brazil has both companies um, that are situated in the U.S. site in, in Brazil, as well as Matamoros. So a lot of times, that truck will sometimes come in from a company that's already in Brazil. So that's that; those loads come across pretty quickly. And if not, like you said, they're transloaded into a different vehicle, or the, the trailer is is uh, they'll either go to the port or they'll go to to their parent company that maybe that is possibly here in Brazil, and then it's it's picked up by a U.S.-based uh, uh, truck driving. So, um, so yeah, there it, it is. It is a smooth. Well, I wouldn't call it smooth, but it is. It is. Uh, 
doable and, and it is where uh, our our exporters and our importers and our, our logistics company uh, understand. They've been here for many years. They understand the process. They understand the challenges. And my hat's off to them because, um, you know, they, they make it work. Wow, that's terrific. Okay. Well, I think it's good news. Um, there's a buildup build of uh, a new energy all along the border and the ability to bring things into the U.S. So it benefits both the border towns on both sides of Mexico and the U.S. and the trucking industry in the U.S. as well, who can then pick up loads from the borders, uh, the border cities uh, like Brownsville and, and further transport those goods into the U.S. Well, Jerry, it's been a, a pleasure to talk to you today. Do you have any last comments or, or things to add? Well, I, I would just say that, uh, you know, if you're looking to set up along the, the border, look us up. Um, you know, feel free to give me a call. Uh, we, we do tours of, of the port. We will take you out to the unrestricted areas of SpaceX where you can actually take a picture next to a rocket, uh, that that's under construction, that's being repaired, whatever the case may be. Um, obviously our port people are great. We, you know, we, we, when we do a, a prospect visit, we include everyone in, in our area. We bring in the port people, the, the, the rail people, our counterparts from Mexico, and we give you an overall view of everything we can do for you. And of course, being the type A, if your company wants to set up in the U.S. side, you know, we'll help you uh, along the way as well. So, you know, give me a call. We'll, we'll make it work. Terrific. Well, thank you. And thank you to all the listeners out there today. Um, you can look forward to our podcast or uh, video cast next week on uh, contract manufacturing in America. Um, and our show is available on YouTube and on FreightWaste.com and wherever you pick up your podcast or your video cast. So thank you all for listening today. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.